hello, hello, and welcome back to the SLP Corner Podcast. Today's guest is Jessica Bennell. She is an SLP who owns a private practice called Communicids Speech and Language Services, working with kids ages three and up in the state of Massachusetts. She provides evaluation, treatment, and parent coaching to help families learn how to support their child's development at home. You can find her on her website, www.communicidsslp.com, on Facebook or Instagram at communicids.slp, and also her other Instagram page at speechiesrs, which is a Instagram that is a little bit more tailored to SLPs rather than parents. But parents can check out her at communicids.slp Instagram page and make sure to check out her blog, which can be found on her website as well. So with that, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited for you to be on. I'm so excited for our topic today. Me too. <laughs> Everyone's probably seen it on the title. <laughs> is imposter syndrome. Wow. We, I just have a lot of, <laughs> a lot of feelings surrounding this topic. So to start with, let's just start with what is imposter syndrome so we can be on the same page for the podcast and for anyone listening, maybe they're unfamiliar with imposter syndrome, they can learn a bit more about what it is. Basically, imposter syndrome is the feeling and the mindset that you didn't earn your accomplishments and feeling that you've only succeeded due to luck and not because of your talent or your hard work or perseverance or any other personal attribute. Uh, according to an article in the International Journal of Behavioral Science, an estimated 70% of people experience imposter syndrome at some point in their lives. And studies also show that imposter syndrome impacts people of all genders, ages, income levels, professions, and roles within a company. Basically, like with something that's so widespread, it's surprising to me that it's not talked about more often and not addressed. But, you know, I think it's the it's very much the point of us having this discussion today to address imposter syndrome and help others not feel alone in their journey dealing with it. So what does that kind of look like for you? I'm sure it manifests in everyone differently. And we've kind of talked a little bit about how we are both kind of in different stages in our career. I'm just starting out, you're starting your own private practice. And so like, what does, what does it look like for you to experience that? Imposter syndrome can, you know, like you said, present itself really differently across different people. It can make us feel like we haven't earned our accomplishments. It can make us feel like our ideas and our skills aren't worthy of attention. And it can make us feel insecure about, you know, our ability to perform a job. Um, for me, imposter syndrome pops up when I don't feel prepared um, or when I'm trying to do something new. Thoughts can creep in that are like, what makes you think you have the knowledge to do this? Or, you know, don't post that on Instagram. No one cares about that. Um, it just manifests as really negative self-talk for me, which I work very hard to fight against. I totally relate to that. I find a lot of the time, even just starting out as an SLP, Every time I get a question from a parent in clinic or I am trying to share something or parent coach, even though technically I've learned it all and I do know it and I have to remind myself, but then when I say something or answer a question, then I just spend so long afterwards thinking, oh my gosh, like you, what experience do you have to base this off of? And it's, so it's like you, it's all like you're kind of like your ego gets really clever on like how mm -hmm. to really 
kind of just attack everything you said and and I just start second guessing myself so much which is really exhausting (laughs) yeah totally and it's you know from the parents perspective I'm sure they're like oh wow she really knows what she's talking about she has all this knowledge that I don't have but from our perspective it's like oh my gosh did I say that right you know did I provide the right information that they were looking for was it helpful did they even understand what I was talking about I mean there's we pick apart so much of ourselves when you know, in reality, what we're presenting to the world is such a huge base of knowledge. So how do you handle that? Like, what are ways that you kind of handle this on a day-to-day basis and work through these feelings? When I start to have these negative thoughts, I try to walk away physically from whatever is causing those thoughts. So, uh, you know, when I put some space between myself and and whatever's causing those thoughts, I'm usually able to get more perspective on what's making me feel like an imposter. And then I can address that. So, you know, am I underprepared? Okay, schedule some time to learn how to administer that assessment, for example, or am I feeling a lack of knowledge? Okay, take some continuing education courses on that subject if you have time. And if not, you know, I always go to um, people's Instagram stories and watch you know, either them explain how to treat a certain um, disorder or some people have posted, you know, actual therapy interactions with, um, with clients. So that has been very helpful. Um, I've also found that, you know, some positive affirmations can be really helpful. Self-talk can have such an impact on your mindset. I mean, we are experts, we're masters, like that is so powerful. And that is what I tell myself to remind me that I am knowledgeable, I can be prepared, and I am not an imposter. I really like how you said you just try to put some space between yourself and those thoughts. I love that because it's kind of like so often we think all the things that we think or that go through our head are real or they're true or they're, since they're our thoughts, they must be valid. But so often that's not the case. And it is really important to take that step back and just have some sort of like almost perspective on the situation. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I feel like this also goes for like, right now we're both working as SLPs, but people like I felt this in undergrad. I felt this in Mm -hmm. school. I felt this in my placement. It's interesting because it's like, I was so in my own bubble. I was thinking like, oh, I'm new. This is the most I'll feel this in my life. But then it's interesting, like hearing someone who's like, no, when, if you're starting a new business, when you're older, you'll feel it. If you're doing whatever, you're kind of doing something new and getting outside your comfort zone. Of course, you're going to feel this way. Of course. And that, you know, I also think that that relates even to someone who's been in this field forever. And then something like a global pandemic comes along and everyone has to pivot to teletherapy And, you know, I'm sure that there are people who've been in this field for years who are like, oh my gosh, I have no idea what I'm doing. You know, who am I to provide teletherapy? I don't know how to do this. And, you know, you you feel it at any age, at any level of expertise in your field. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's such a good example with regards to the pandemic and everyone moving to teletherapy. And you never really know what's what's going to happen. Right. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So to kind of like wrap up our chat about this, what would you say are some ways to proactively combat imposter syndrome? So the best way that I found, you know, to combat imposter syndrome is to talk about it, (laughs) to get it out in the open. You know, if one person is feeling it, you can bet that many others are feeling it too. And I am definitely not one to talk about my insecurities. My thought process is like, why draw attention to things that I'm insecure about? But 
that has definitely been an ongoing area of growth for me, especially regarding imposter syndrome and, you know, really trying to talk about it more with close friends um, and, you know, other SLPs who can definitely relate to how I'm feeling. But, you know, when we connect with other people who are feeling similarly to us, it not only validates how we're feeling, it, you know, gives us a community of support to lean on. And another way um, that I found really helpful is to save and reread positive feedback. So I have kept cards and notes from families thanking me for how I've helped their child. And I try to reread those notes when I'm feeling insecure. It's, you know, it's essentially pure evidence of how your knowledge and skills have changed a child's life. I love that idea of keeping the positive feedback. And just a reminder generally to, if you feel positively about whether it's a student clinician or a volunteer or someone working under you, or maybe you, maybe it's someone you're working with, like a physiotherapist, of course, constructive criticism can be really helpful in growing, but giving positive feedback is so helpful and it's it's so easy to do and it can just make a huge difference and really I don't know I think it, it would be nice if we could all think about that more when we're getting services from anyone really yeah no I totally agree and I think you know it's I always appreciate getting feedback you know especially positive feedback never <laughs> I don't ever mind that um, but I always try to keep that in mind too when I'm interacting with families is like they would appreciate some positive feedback too. You know, I, I always try to um, talk about all the huge successes that their child has had. And sometimes it's a random text or email um, just saying, hey, we had a great session today. Uh, you know, so-and-so did this, this, and this, and it was awesome and I'm seeing so much improvement. That can make someone's day, just like a note or a card can make our day. Um, so I think that's, that's definitely, I agree, we should definitely keep that in mind and, and try to do it more kind of through all areas of our life. I hadn't really thought about just sending a little email like that. And it's, and like you said, it's like, it's so small, but it can make such a big difference in people's lives. When I was going down kind of like a rabbit hole of reading about imposter syndrome before this podcast, two quotes jumped out at me that I want to share before mm -hmm. we wrap up. One is from Henry Ford, and he said, failure is only the opportunity to begin again more intelligently. And mm -hmm. I love that because especially when you're starting out something new, you can beat yourself up. And of course, sometimes sometimes you think like, oh, I didn't know what I was doing, but you, you really did know what you were doing. But then sometimes you actually didn't know. And then you beat yourself up and you're like, I should have known that. It's okay. You can just try again. And I feel like when I read that, I was like, this is something that's very relevant for me right now as a new <laughs> clinician. Because so often, if you feel like you quote unquote fail or you do something that you feel like you could have done better, you literally just learn for the next time. And no, it's so true. It's, I mean, everything can be a learning opportunity. And oh, I saw this quote on Instagram from this woman I follow. She's awesome. I think it said failure is just proof that you're trying or something like that. That was just, you know, just a really awesome quote. It's like, yes, it's true. If you fail, okay, fine. At least you tried though. You know, at least you put yourself out there and you, you know, you're trying something new or you're, you know, you're trying to either better yourself or make a change or something. And, and I think that's really awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's kind of like, I, I said this in one of my grad school podcasts, but my mom used to always say to me, like, Whenever I was worried about anything, she would just be like, did you try your best? <laughs> did you put your best foot forward? Did you try your best? And then it's like, okay, well, if you tried your best, it's really all you can do. 
And right. maybe you just have to let it go. Okay. And then one more thing I found online that I want to share with everyone is it was about starting a new job. And this is something I think maybe will resonate with people starting new jobs or starting anything new. They said that so often what you think to yourself is, wait till everyone finds out that I have no idea what I'm doing. Just <laughs> wait. And then they said, try thinking. Instead, everyone who starts something new feels off base in the beginning. I may not know all the answers, but I'm smart enough to find them out. <laughs> it's nice to see that that type of thought is so common that it's literally on the internet for us in a vlog about this because I was like I often feel that way I'm like I don't know everything I don't know this I don't know that but it's just about learning and kind of like what you said like taking control taking more continuing education credits learning more about certain topics literally just watching Instagram stories from bloggers online that you think they could give you some help in a certain area right and it's also that mindset shift, you know, like instead of, you know, having that negative mindset, being able to, to do something to shift your mindset into something more positive, like I am learning, I, I am smart enough to figure out the answer to that question. It might take me a minute, but I will get there. Yeah. I listened to a podcast on the Oprah, Oprah, I don't remember her, whatever her podcast is called, but basically it was this, I forget who came on. I listened to this like a year or two years ago. But anyways, this stuck with me. The message stuck with me, which was the person who was interviewing said, whatever comes after the words I am is going to change the course of your entire day. I am. And then it's either going to be like positive. I am capable or it's going to be negative. I am incompetent. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, which way are we going to take this day? And yeah. I love that. And I thought of that when you just said that you just have to change the self-talk and change the direction it's going. Totally. I love that too. And that's why, you know, you see so much on Instagram, people will write um, like on their mirror or on their fridge or whatever. I am confident. I am beautiful. I am capable. I am, you know, whatever is their empowering word of the day. And, you know, it can make such a difference. Yeah. I mean, easier said than done because it's like, I've know I know these things and it's still hard, but then it's just like constant reminder, like the mirror thing, or just trying to have a daily reminder a practice, something you do to just try to remind yourself. And then you'll just feel a little bit better. That's such a good point. Cause we do, I mean, yes, we know these things. We are talking about them right now, but you and I still both experience imposter syndrome from time to time. And so I like having that visual, you know, somewhere where you will see it, maybe even a sticky note on your desk or a sticker on your water bottle or whatever it is that is just going to remind you throughout the day, I am capable, I am good enough for this. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, I hope everyone found this kind of a nice way to start the week off. <laughs> Podcasts come out on Mondays. Hopefully we can all this week just Try to be a little bit more gentle with ourselves. I, I, okay, this is the last thing I keep going off on tangents. So this is the last thing I <laughs> say. But I um, reached out to Carly from We Talkers. She's a really popular SLP blogger and she's so kind. And she's been working for years and she's in Vancouver. And so I reached out to her and she was like, How is it going? How's your new job going? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm really stressed. I feel like just really overwhelmed. And she was like, you just need to remember every day to be gentle and kind to yourself. 
And that is the biggest thing. It wasn't like she was like, just study more or yeah, <laughs> more right. time. And I was like, that's so true. Like it really is. It can be that simple. Focus on being gentle to yourself. Totally. And yeah. then, you know, just to build on top of that, like if you, you know, especially in our field, if you focus on the relationship building with your families and your clients, you still, you know, since we've completed our, our master's, you still have more knowledge than the families do about their child's language development. And you have more knowledge about how to address the problems that might come up in their language development. So, you know, keep that in mind that you are, you have the knowledge. And if you, if you focus on the relationship building, the rest will come because you can, you know, you can prepare and, and make these sessions work for the family. Mm -hmm. I love that. So, okay. So thank you for coming on to the podcast this week. I hope everyone found this helpful. If you want to reach out to us, you can send us a DM. If you like the <laughs> podcast, let us know. We can have a chat about it. Let's open up. That's your first piece of advice. Let's just talk about it. Yes. <laughs> Let's talk about our feelings. Um, okay. So where can everyone find you? So I am all over the internet. Um, you can find me on my website, communicatesslp.com. That's where my blog lives. Um, and then I'm mostly active on Instagram. I have two Instagram accounts. I know it's a lot of work to keep up to Instagram accounts, but I have one that um, features, you know, games and activities that SLPs can use to help support their clients. That one is Speeches Are Us, the letter R. And then I have another Instagram account for my business, for my private practice, and that one is communicids.slp. And that one has a lot of parent education and information about speech and language development. So go follow both of those and definitely message me if you want to talk about imposter syndrome or literally anything else. Okay. Well, yeah. So go check all of those out. They'll be in the description in the bio. And um, yeah. So thank you so much for coming on this week. Thank you for having me. This has been awesome. All right. So I will see everybody next Monday. Thank you.